Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we are back and we are ready to talk some turkey about everything that happened in Port Charles during Thanksgiving. We've got the Quartermain Thanksgiving fiasco, we've got Alexis fearing for her life, Julian having regrets, and Brad finally tells Lucas the truth. But what happens next? We'll break it all down next. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, 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 it's the GH Report. Watch out for the paralytic agent. Gonna make you <laughs> stiff as a board. Lying on the road. Getting run down. Happy Turkey Day. Watch out. Somebody's coming for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to GH Report, bringing down all the latest craziness happening in Port oh. Charles. Carl Renata right now regretting that I did not go to the karaoke party she was at oh last night. Oh, my God, I'm in tears. I could have just that done that. That was pure comedy. Uh, I am Frank Moran. And I'm Carla Renata. I was like, where's the camera? Uh, as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you know what? Carla's got her iPad running, which means the, I, the chat is up and running. We're ready to hear your thoughts. Yes, Joe Costanzo, Stuart Pierce, Annie Gullum, Kelly Public Cover, Mary, Lisa Wagner, Peter January. Excuse me, I had to swallow. <laughs> uh, Susan Russo, Loretta Johnson, Cherie R. Uh, I said Peter January already, right? Right, I did. Tom Clev, and I think that's everybody. If I didn't catch everybody, I will catch you on and Marlon Wallace and Susan Russo and the Good Juju. And ZK. I got everybody. Yay. <laughs> we did it. Yay. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we couldn't do the show without you. I mean, we could, but it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. <laughs> sure. Uh, so we'll be breaking down everything that happened the past two weeks as we took off Thanksgiving weekend. We hope you enjoyed your time. And I know we enjoyed ours mm-hmm. immensely. Uh, and we'll hopefully do a little bit of news and gossip at the end of the show. Yes, we'd love to. Yeah. But Carla, before we uh, dive into everything... Uh, what did you think uh, overall of our two weeks of GH? Actually, this Thanksgiving situation was a lot better than it's been in the past. Usually it was like the whole situation would take like two weeks to get through. This one wasn't so bad. And I love the fact that we got a little bit more of an understanding. It, well, not understanding. So I'm, I'm confused. Does Has Monica been getting rid of the food every Years so that they can have these these busted Thanksgivings, or was it just this time? Because that I was confused by that. This is she just did it especially for this time because everything was on track to just have a regular normal happy Thanksgiving. I know, and then she gave all the food to Epiphany to donate to the to the hospital. I was like, ooh, that's wrong. But these scenes with Brooklyn. Brooklyn is going in on everybody. She go, She got something to say to Lulu. She got something to say to Monica. She got something to say to um, Olivia. 
she is just going what is her problem does she have hemorrhoids what is I don't understand yeah you know she's just coming in with a a bad attitude too yes and I have to admit I feel like I'm usually not one to take Lulu Spencer's side over anything but I took her side this week yeah because I was like why you coming for my girl Lulu and you know I never talk about Lulu like that (laughs) I was like what's up with my girl Lulu why you coming for her so harsh yeah, I because Monica just said uh, she, I described it as very much like Tracy, which I kind of like that. Which makes me think, ooh, is Tracy coming back? Because I would love for Tracy Quartermain to she's come gonna back. She's going to pop in uh, around the holidays. Jane, what her name? Jane, Jane Elliott. Yes, Jane Elliott is a beast. Yes, I, I was sad when she left GH. Like I actually watched that episode and I cried. I shed a tear because I'm like, wow, this is like the end of an era when she left. Luke was gone. You know, most of the OGs weren't there. And I'm like, and Tracy, I mean, Tra- I want to call her Tracy Elliott. Jane Elliott is gone too. Oh, I was so sad. She definitely, there was a <laughs> vacuum left by her leaving. Because she was just, she was so deliciously evil, but she was evil with a heart. Kind of like what Ava is giving. Because they always have to have that kind of character, right? Mm-hmm. The, the evil person that has a little bit of a heart. It's like the Grinch. It's like they have that grinch at <laughs> that Grinch-esque kind of quality. At some point gets redeemed and then they kind of go back to what we know them to be. But, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to her showing her face. And I, I, But what I don't like is that little busted Thanksgiving song that they sing. It's so tired. <laughs> <laughs> we can you just know because I was watching it and I was like alright and here we go we're going to pan over to see the pictures which we always do we got to see uh, Edward and Elizabeth uh, Edward and Lila and then of course we'll see Alan because he's right next to her as well But I was like oh, I cannot but what I did love which made me laugh out loud is when Lulu got there with Rocco <laughs> Luke, he was like hey Rocco come on let's go play which is so indicative of what happens at Thanksgiving no matter who you are as soon as you bring the kids and the kids are kind of like yeah okay you got me here I'm out see you later and they just yes. kind of go do their thing yeah, for so sure. I was I was really I appreciate it that was a very small minute moment and it wasn't important to the episode at all but I just love the fact that they kept it real with the kids going okay I'm here deuces I'm gonna go play with my friend because yeah, who wants to hang out with <laughs> the rest of the grown-ups. Nobody does. Yeah. You nobody know, does. Having boring talks that you don't care about. Nobody wants to have that happening. No, no, no. You want to just hang out with your buddies. <laughs> nobody play, wants play that situation. Cool toys. But, um, and then I like the moment, the nice tender moment that Monica and Jason had out on the balcony looking at the, I, was it a, a treehouse? They asked yeah. the um, Oscar, asked him and uh, Drew. Drew Franco, it's the names are confused because yeah. it's like double names, and I'm like, who, which character? Okay, um, that he asked him to build, and they had that nice little tender moment. I'm kind of digging these tender moments that keep happening between um, Monica and Jason. They're having more of them more often than not these days. And like I said a couple of weeks back, I really like that they give Jason more to say that he's just not somebody walking around being pensive in a leather jacket and some black jeans. You know, I still feel as much as I enjoy those those moments as well that you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. I still feel like as we get to the end of at least Drew's chapter on GH for the moment, mm-hmm. I just feel like this was just a kind of a disappointment that we didn't see more uh, Jason Drew scenes. I agree with that. That would have been nice to see them have more moments, but they were so 
um, caught up with all that other stuff that was going on that they didn't really have time to get to that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because I know there was a little bit of conflict with how Sam was feeling when Jason first came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But uh, we never really got to see. And then they just basically just kind of coexisted. <laughs> and then they would check in with each other if some kind of big drama was happening. Right. But we never really got to see them have any sort of... Like wow, we're we're brothers. Let's let's see if we can like talk about this. And right. We, we never really yeah, got that. No, we never really did get that. And I was hoping that hmm. maybe uh, with Billy Miller leaving the show, we could have gotten a little bit of that. With, I mean, the I was interested because Franco with Drew's memories is that would be interesting for Jason is somebody that is his brother in the in the in the body of somebody that he hates. Mm-hmm. And can he look past that to just like all right. You might be in the body, but you're but you're my brother. Let's make a connection. But mm-hmm. no, that's just gone, and it's yeah, just gonna be. Yeah, it's just weird. Out. It's it's just really, it's just really weird. Yeah, I feel like I am bummed. I, I I drew, of course, since you've never seen a body, he still exists to be able to bring back. And I would I would actually like. I think there's still stuff to do with the Drew character, and I feel like it's just a a character that was never given its his full due while he was on the show. Hmm. So um, they are in the. Uh, Chat room. Somebody said, "What's an Oscar?" <laughs> What's an Oscar? Yeah, Oscar was a character, Dulaman. You haven't yeah. been here for a while, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, hey, boy, and that treehouse got built super fast. I was like, one minute they were talking about it, and the next minute it went up. I'm like, I agree with you. I'm like, okay, that was quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, and then the other thing that I that I not so much liked, but was a little disheartening is this Alzheimer's storyline, they're really, I have to give it to General Hospital, they're really, somebody writing on that team must have someone that has dementia or knows someone with Alzheimer's because it's so spot on in terms of how the disease progresses, especially when it's somebody where progress is very, very rapidly. That whole situation at Thanksgiving where, you know, him and um, Sonny and Mike have that altercation and they knock over all the food and and poor Maurice Bernard, like the heartbreak that's in his face. I'm sure those days shooting that must be really hard for him. They have to be really difficult. Speaking of Maurice speaking of Maurice Bernard. Is he coming on the show? Child no. But <laughs> I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But he is in a movie that's coming out. It's in Select Cities. It's called Hold On and it's a I don't want to call it a faith-based movie because that's not what it is, but it deals with this young lady um, named Sydney who is played by this girl named Michaela Diet. Yeah, Diet. And the film is called Hold On, and Maurice Bernard plays a very unsavory music producer in this film. But I was I was watching the movie, and I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, there's Sonny. <laughs> All right, but I just wanted to, you know, give Maurice a shout out, even though he dissed me over here at Afterbus TV. I'm gonna <laughs> give him a shout out anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, what was interesting about those scenes was Carly's reaction to it all, because Carly would kind of pick up the baton and smooth everything over, but then she would look at Sonny like, "Dude, you can't keep acting like this isn't happening." And and the whole discussions that was going on around that, that was, it was really cool. And I'm glad that they brought him in for Thanksgiving, because I was actually kind of wondering if they were going to bring him in for Thanksgiving or not. I, you know, give it up for Max Gale, doing some great acting. He is there. the Emmy Award winning Max yes, Gale. I mean, just, 
I, I mean, because you know, it's been a little bit since we've seen Mike, and it's been great for him just in, the, mm-hmm. in his physicality and stuff, mm-hmm. just to show how this disease is taking its toll, just mm-hmm. not so on him mentally, but also physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, what, what I liked about that storyline too is uh, taking full use of uh, Aunt Stella when she was in town to give yes. her a moment. With Sonny and Carly, as, yes. as Sonny thanks her for everything that she's done. Yes. I that thought was, that was great. They, they always have, they always wrote really lovely things for her whenever she was dealing with Sonny and they were talking uh, um, about Mike. The scenes were always very heartfelt. They were always very realistic. It never felt forced. It never felt fake. It never felt um, truncated, for lack of a better mm-hmm. way to say it. It always just felt right on the money. When I watched that scene, because uh, it is, I mean, it's Stella saying goodbye to Mike. This mm-hmm. is going to be the last she's going to see of him. I know that was sad. Oh, that made me cry. Yeah, it's like, oh. Uh, but it's like I, I, I only for me selfishly, I just like I just wanted to scene between Stella and Sunny after she says goodbye to Mike and, and Sunny pulls her aside as she's leaving the uh, the nursing home, and uh, like Carly, like when she gives her the hug, I'm like. We haven't seen many like Stella Carly scenes. Eh, whatever. Yeah, that was eh, like mm-hmm. I don't need you in the scene, Carly. <laughs> just let me have it just be sunny and Stella. <laughs> That's what I, I was like. Oh, let's, I overstand. I overstand. Um, and then let's talk about. You know, I got to talk about this. Let's talk about this false alarm pregnancy with Willow. <sighs> Do we care? No. I know I didn't care. No, I, you know, great. I mean, like. It's like one of those, like, hey, what are we going to do with Willow right now? We don't have really any story. Willow and Chase are kind of just like, they are in the ether of what are we going to do with you right now? And I feel bad for them. Because they're great actors. Both of those actors are really, really gifted actors. And they've done an enormously wonderful job with Chase and Willow. But I'm at the place now, since the whole Shiloh storyline, I don't care about them. I mean, I feel like it, it's right now just kind of a resting point for those characters until the truth about Wiley gets exposed to everybody. Yeah, and then you want to see yeah. Willow having that reaction to thinking this was her son, and then it's not. And then she's finally going to grieve for real, for real. Because yeah. right now, I think she hasn't really had the chance to grieve because she's been walking around thinking that her son is alive. Mm-hmm. When she realized, When she realizes that not only did her son die, but her son died on the side of the road. Yeah, and that nail has something to do with it. I wonder if it's going to be one of them situations where we finally going to see Willow snap, because we've seen her have that personality when she was dealing with Nina. We would see her go in. I wonder if we're going to see a complete because now she's like too, she's too apple pie sweet nice. I'm I need to see her get mad. I need to see her get angry. And when did her and Sasha become best friends? Yeah, hey, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, which yeah, actually, I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind it, but yeah. I was like. Really? You can find Natasha? That's what girlfriends do. They buy pregnancy tests. Oh my god, I cannot with that. <laughs> I was like, when did they when did they become besties? Um and then there's the whole situation dealing with Anna and Finn and Robert and Hayden and Maxie and Peter. That's just a whole lot of storyline happening at one time. But I can't get enough of seeing that little girl, that little Violet. She's just she got a little lisp too. Yeah. I'm like Aww. I mean, it's great. I mean, she's she's fun to see in any scene with with Finn, Anna, or Robert. I know because they they you know what's interesting about how they act with her they they don't act with her like she's a child. They they almost talk to her like she's a little adult because she responds right back and she's <laughs> just like yes and da 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 and there's that scene she has with Robert and Finn says you know you're you're really good with her and he's like why well, why well, am you know the ladies love me. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, she's a kid. That's creepy. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't mean it like that, and I'm just kidding. But that made me laugh out loud. I... I know Anna's got her own bag of issues, whether dealing, trying to figure out what memories may have been implanted, although we all pretty much assume it's going to be about Peter's true paternity, mm-hmm. or maternity, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, but I, I get a little frustrated among, with those Robert and Anna scenes, because I feel like it just goes in a circle all the well, time. Well, it's, it's a broken record. Yeah. It's her saying, get out of my business, stay out of my business, I don't need you to take up for me. And he's like, yes, I do, I don't trust him. It's the same thing said different ways every time they have a scene. I'm going to need them to, to find something different to do with them. That dynamic is done. Like, I was over that dynamic once Finn asked Anna to marry him at the nurse's ball. I was over that when she had that altercation with Robert backstage. That was enough of that. I don't need to see that every time they're on screen together. And, you know, I mean, I knew Robert was kind of chafing at Finn. But to use this, everything that with Violet now being in the picture for Finn, to use this as a a justifiable reason for, like, see, Anna, this guy is not great. Like, what do you mean? He didn't know that this kid was around. It wasn't like he was trying to withhold this from you. Right. Let me just correct myself. They corrected me in the chat room. And, you know, and that's why y'all there. Because y'all will let us just know. The baby didn't die on the side of the road. The baby was stillborn. Right. It so, died in, in the house. It died in the house in the crib. So thank y'all for calling a sister out. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> let us just know. Because, you know, I don't have no problem getting corrected. Really? Shut up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway... um, we were talking about Anna and Finn. Anna, I feel like, is trying to... I feel like Anna's trying to step up to the plate and be there for Finn, but I feel like there's a part of her that's kind of like, I'm really not having any of this, but I'm going to go along with it for the sake of this dude that I that I love. I did like the moment, though, as they were... Uh, uh, with Oh, when Hayden and Finn were talking with Jax. Mm-hmm. Hayden and Anna, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or Finn and Anna were talking to mm-hmm. Jax about Hayden. I know who you meant. <laughs> yes. And Jax leaves and they did have that moment. They're both real. I was like, yep, yeah, he's hiding something. Something's going on here. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. When they both said that at the same time. Um, and then I love how they were sitting on the stairs um, trying to figure out why Hayden would do this and what happened. And and then, you know, it, it's, it's just the fact that they decided collectively – we can help her. We need to help her. She needs to not be separated from her daughter. We need to find her, which I thought was really cool, and that was really big of Anna because Anna could have been like, oh, well. <laughs> you know what deuces. I mean? She could have been like deuces because she felt some kind of way when she came back and found Hayden there, and she made, you know, she was very v- vocal about that. She didn't hide how she felt. But now, because any, any woman in that position would usually be like, Almost things skip town. Oh well, back to my normal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. They wouldn't care. But I think Anna is empathetic because she has a daughter, and she's been who she's been separated from. Mm-hmm. So I think that that character wise and writing wise, it played right into to what was going on. Because yeah, I, I feel like hey, uh, Anna is not somebody that is jealous of Hayden. No, no, I don't think she's jealous of Hayden. I think she's territorial. Is what Anna is, just like Robert is. Robert is territorial of Anna, and I think Anna is territorial when, with whoever she's dealing with. If she had the same situation and reaction when she was briefly involved with Andre. Remember that moment mm-hmm. where they had a little thing? She was very territorial with him, and the fact that he kept talking to Jordan. Remember all that? It was yeah. just like crazy. But um, I, I think that they're gonna find Hayden, and I think. It's, that's going to be a whole other situation in itself. But I do love 
and this is what I also don't love. I, I, Peter sneaking off in a corner, getting on a phone, talking about you got to handle this, is getting on my nerves. I, if I, I They showed that like three times in one episode. I'm like, I don't need to see that one more time. It's... Uh... <laughs> I don't know for for phone calls. I mean, you need this have to have have this happen in the soap world because you need to be able to generate suspense, cliffhangers of sorts, mm-hmm. tension. Uh, but if I if I'm going around to give a kill order on somebody, and you know, guys, I'm just talking hypothetically, of course. <laughs> you know, uh, I am not going to walk off the elevator into a busy restaurant. Okay. In the and, hallway, yeah, just, and be like, "You have to handle this." I'm like, "Have you lost a little bit of good sense you got?" But I know it was just so Anna could walk in and maybe possibly and she's like, heard "Hi, something. Peter." I'm like, "Oh, I can't. Y'all are killing me, killing me, a, killing me, killing me." His his reaction though when Anna says something and he's on the phone and he does that little. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so that much right now. That was great. I hate you so much right now. We, of course, you know Anna heard whatever he said. Or she's going to ask him about it. Don't you think? Of she course. was there long enough that I think she probably heard him. Don't you think? You, you want to think so? You know, I, I, like, GH plays fast and loose with I know. They, when the character's around, how much they've heard and how much they've just kind of missed. I'm going to err on the side of caution and say, no, I, I'm just going to say that she heard him. Mm. And she's going to call him out. That's she's, what I want to happen. It's not going to happen. I now. would love for it to happen. <laughs> I feel like she did not hear but during that conversation, it's going to at least make a radar kind of go, hmm, maybe I better keep an eye on this guy. And then speaking of family, I love that they took the whole Thanksgiving situation and took that opportunity to have Finn introduce him to his clan, to introduce him to his brother and his brother's girlfriend and to Anna and Rob. Like, it was nice that she that Violet was introduced to everybody. And that she wasn't phased. She was like, look, just give me some crayons and a coloring book and I'm good. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that's how little kids are, aren't they? If you give them some that to keep their mind occupied they're like mm, whatever uh, I did like that uh, we get Andre showing up for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. which is great but then it, it just to serve the purposes of having Peter learn about hmm interesting what Franco's going in for this procedure again why would he do that yeah because uh. he knows that if that happens his the, the jig is up for him well because I, I mean I guess if you're weighing the odds I mean we know there's one out of four possibilities that can happen mm-hmm. two of them are bad for Peter mm-hmm. so it's got a 50% chance that something's going to go wrong for him well it's going to blow up the whole situation when Maxine is definitely going to blow up the whole situation with Anna yeah like I don't even know if that situation will be repairable no, that's true. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, and especially if it uh, finds out, we find out that it's really Anna, Anna's sister that is the true mother of Peter. Yeah, that's a whole lot of going on. Uh, uh, but for Elizabeth, it's. I mean, she only has a twenty five percent chance of this thing working out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got her. The odds of her getting something resembling Franco coming out of this are much more slim. I know, and those they had some nice moments with her and and Drew too. You know, but <laughs> there's that one moment where she was like. I still haven't forgiven you. I'm like, girl, you gonna hold a grudge all your life? What's happening? I don't understand. I do like that at least she recognized that she was talking to other people that she was so focused on Franco that she never really took a moment to realize who was in that body right now and mm-hmm. what the sacrifice that they were making and what how emotionally affect, affecting him. Yeah, yeah. that was those were some nice scenes with them. Those were real nice scenes with him, with them. Um, and then let's get to the big story of the week. Well, let's see. I've got my thought on what it is. Let's hear what yours, your thought was. Well, two, actually. There's two big stories of the week. So the first one is the realization that Kendra is 
is Kiefer's sister. Yes. And that she's coming for Alexis. But let me just, I thought about you when this happened. The scene where she hits Alexis upside the head with that rock. Yes. And she was like, uh. Like, she was really, girl, we know that rock is plastic. She was acting like she really did something. I'm like, it ain't like you're in a boxing match. I'm like, stop. Um, but the girl that played Kendra, she was good. She was evil down to the end. Ooh, she was evil. You know. She was evil personified. She I really guess, was. I mean. Evil with with that nice, nasty face. She was she was good. She The actress that played her was really, really good. But then this was the thing that got me is when they were in the room. And Alex in the hospital room, and Alexis was preparing to leave, and she got all defensive and pissy about Alexis not wanting some more of that supplement. Oh yeah, oh wait, wait. you just want to order it yourself? She said, You're gonna fire me, and then the, the whole conversation about speaking Italian. I'm like, really? Are we having this conversation right now? What does speaking Italian have? And who's gonna believe that? That was the most ludicrous excuse for not ordering the supplement I'd ever heard in my entire life. Really, because you don't speak Italian, girl, please. But it's also like way to play it smooth, Alexis. If you have even any a glimmer of doubt, which it seemed like Neil had put it in her head, mm-hmm. uh, like not to to completely shut Kendra down like that, you're gonna give her a heads up that wait a second, I think she might be onto me. And she's like, oh, no, no, I'll order it myself. It's fine. Yeah, when she said, I'll order it myself, I was like, yeah, that's that was not a good move. Uh, but uh, there's so much I want to talk about this because, he, of course, she follows her down to the, the cemetery. cemetery. Uh, Do we get the big, uh, the Kiefer reveal? Like, oh, my gosh, that's Kiefer. To, like, the weird... And I have forgotten about <laughs> Kiefer, honestly. Uh, I think pretty much everybody did. <laughs> Nobody cared. But uh, for Kendra... <laughs> for Kenner to do her elaborate lap around the uh, the graveyard to be to able come to come back, back and hit her in the head with the rock. <laughs> yes. That's why I thought about you because I was like, this right here is pure ridiculousness. And I know Frank Moran is somewhere laughing his booty off. When it got, my favorite part though is right after that because then it gets to, I'm in the car with Kendra. I've been injected with a paralytic. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Let's just, let's just talk about that for a second. Let's just talk about the paralytic moment. I got to give it to um, Nancy Gron because Nancy Gron did that. Like, her eyes were not moving, and she did not move. I was like, okay, all right. For the... But it was the way homegirl hit her with the needle. I'm like, where exactly did she punch? Because it looked like she had stabbed her in the heart. <laughs> and then... And then when the camera came back, it was just like a little piece of clothing off the shoulder. I'm like, well, damn, where did she hit her? Did she hit her in the heart? Did she hit her in the shoulder? There's a lot of bone going on up in there. Where did she? Where yeah. exactly did she do the injection? <laughs> I was very confused. I'm like, what is happening right now? Oh, it was great. So we get the paralytic. We get Kendra explaining why she's doing all this, what she's going to do to make Alexis pay, which is just now she's frozen with this paralytic. She's going to lay her down on the road and run her over Oh, I knew that was gonna go wrong. Uh, I knew that was gonna, go, but I knew that wasn't gonna happen. The the editing—they're not gonna and kill the off Ale- the editing of that was fabulous. But I knew, oh. I knew that they—they're not gonna kill off Alexis. No, but when she goes to back up, and <laughs> just—I mean—we're in a soundstage trying to do this. They're not gonna have the actor like really like gun it back like thirty feet right. to get a good rap. So it's like she backs up like five feet. Right. <laughs> Like, you really going to do something. I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot. Oh, and then the flip side of all of that is the fact that Lucas Lucas was going to take off for Thanksgiving, and then he wasn't, and then he wasn't. So then he finally comes home, and he gets the phone call from Carly asking to come over to spend Thanksgiving with them because Sonny was having a hard time with Mike. And they get ready to get in the car, 
to drive over to the Corinthos and they're in the car arguing, having this argument, and then Brad finally drops the bomb. I'm like, oh my God, finally. How long has this taken? Like a whole year? I cannot. So he finally tells him, Lucas loses control of the car. He runs into Kendra, but it's a minute before anybody realizes that Brad and Lucas are in this other car. Everybody's focused on Alexis. Neil is focused on Alexis. Julian is focused on Alexis. But this is the teehee. I don't understand why Julian thought it was... Why I call him Julius? Julian. I don't understand why Julian felt it was necessary to rig the car. Well, he thought it was only going to be Brad driving the car. I know he thought it was going to be Brad driving the car, but they're married. Did you not contemplate at some point that Brad might not necessarily be the person that's driving the car? And second of all... Why are you why are you meddling around with stuff? Are you trying to go back to jail? I just I couldn't I was like well, I don't none of that made sense to me. As soon as uh Julian you see him he's taking out the brake lines for mm-hmm. for the car. Mm-hmm. As soon as you knew that happened, you knew it was going to be bad. And not for Brad, <laughs> it was going to be for bad whoever. for Lucas. Yeah. You knew Lucas was going to pay the price for that. Yeah. And sure enough, uh if you had any doubts that oh maybe Lucas won't get impacted, the fact that they got in the vehicle like all right, that's already things bad things going to come. But as soon as Brad tells Lucas the real deal, you know that Brad Lucas is not going to be around for much longer because we got to we got to give you the impression that the storyline is moving a little bit but we got to put a pause on it too but how about this in the chat room they're saying that Lucas is going to recover but he's not going to remember any of it Oh, of course. I mean, well, at least at first. Mm-hmm. He's going to wake up, and it's going to be the big drum. Oh, my gosh, Lucas is going to spill the beans. And then Lucas is going, I, I don't really remember what was happening, what was going on. But do so we it's going to buy Brad's a little gonna, more time. Do we think Brad's going to tell him? Do we think Brad is going to say, okay, I, I can't lie to you anymore? Because if he doesn't tell him when he wakes up, if he wakes up and he doesn't remember, and then Brad's got to go through this whole drama of continuing to lie to stop Lucas Lucas's memory from being jarred about what happened that night that's going to be like it Brad and Lucas will be a rap they're going to be a rap either way it go but that's really going to make them be a rap well i feel like Lucas is going to have rewound enough of his memory is going to be enough lost that he's not going to remember even the the friction that was happening between him and Brad. Mm-hmm. So without that friction kind of goading Brad to say, like, what the deal is, Brad, I feel like, can kind of ease back and he's not going to feel that pressure that he's got to say something to Lucas right away. Mm-hmm. So it's going to bite him a little time to figure out what to do. But then you've got however Brad's going to respond to knowing that Julian tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's a step up. Like, this guy wants to kill me. So so Annie going and says, how does Julian think that Lucas is going to feel about him trying to kill his husband? It's one thing to try to break them up, but kill Brad and then Kelly Public Covers, like, you know, the few scenes that we have seen of Lucas, they haven't shown his face. Well, you know he's out of town for right now. I mean, <laughs> he he's on vacation. vacation or anything. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you see the medical equipment, Block in the face. You know that Ryan's. Uh, he's, he's at home, he's relaxing. On he's on vacation somewhere. Yes. He's on vacation. Oh yeah, that's the best part. I mean, which which you which you could do because you know it's going to be a little while. He's going to be in that coma. No, but the best part is that Griffin comes back, which I knew about this. Remember, I said I mm-hmm. ran into him on the red carpet. He told me this when I ran into him on the red carpet that he was coming back to GH, and he's like, "Ooh, I don't know if I was supposed to tell you that." And I thought to myself, "You weren't, but I'm not going to put you on blast." And you didn't tell me. And I didn't tell. You didn't even tell me. But I knew he was coming back, so what I was very us? excited. What about, about our that? secret time? 
time after I before and after the show. I can't. I can't. I didn't want to break his confidence. You know. Cool. I see. So it's Matt but, Cohen and he and he's everybody not, else. And he's not going to be there long anyway. He's working for Entertainment Tonight, doing yeah. red carpets and stuff. So there's that. No, I mean it was. It, I mean it was nice for him to come back. I mean it'll be curious to see if he does get a scene over in Shadybrook with uh, Ava. Who knows if he'll be around later Ooh, to make that happen? That would be nice. Speaking of Ava, so. And let, let me, once again, as I always do, let me just give a big shout out and clappity clap clap to Miss Mara West because she is killing it as Ava, especially in that room where she thinks she's seeing Nicholas's ghost, especially that last time when he came in there and he was all up in her face and all up on her and she was crying, going, please go away, please go. Like, she she thought she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I felt some kind of way about this pill. Now, do we think that the nurse got shenanigans too? No, I think she got paid off by Nicholas. She's got, you know, she has to give that has, pill. She's got bills, uh, and it's the holidays. You got to like, buy some extra gifts. Wow! All of a sudden, homegirl popping in a different pill. So he get okay. I got it. So cut to, they do all of that, and then what happens is Nina comes. Now I'm like, why is why is Nina coming up in Shady Brook? But to Nina's credit. Nina rolls up in there and it's like, this ain't looking right. What did you say you had? And then the nurse, the nurse tries to put Nina out the room. Nina's having none of it. <laughs> Nina, Nina's having none of that. And that was a quick way of just talking that nurse down to, oh, uh, you know, she's too, she's too uh, high strung. She needs time alone. Well, wouldn't it help to have a friend? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was so quick, so quick. Talking right, that woman like down. in a in a real situation, it would be security. It would be a whole situation going on. But no, so then they have that whole situation where they're sitting there, and she's like, "Tell me exactly what happened." And then she finds that ring. Let me just say, this Nicholas is getting on my nerves. How do you lose? How do you drop a ring? I mean, that, that he dropping rings. He all up in Jax's face, talking a bunch of shenanigans. Like he is just—he's getting on my nerves. I mean, I would have to go back and look at that scene to see if because if Nicholas had it on his finger and he lost it, he's a dum dum. If he, he had taken the ring off, uh, he didn't. He but he. I remember when he. I remember when she came too, and he wasn't there. The camera panned to the ring being yeah. on the floor, so it had been. But this is the thing. Don't you think when Ava, not Ava, don't you think when Nina walked in that room, just as she walked to that, because it was on that side of the bed, don't you think by her walking, her foot would have kicked it and it would have rolled someplace else? But no, it just ceremoniously was sitting in the same spot. Oh, of course. I can't. Yeah. That was was bananas. (laughs) I was like, yeah, so this one ring, there's been multiple people in this room and ain't nobody kicked the ring with their foot? Think about when you drop something on the floor by your bed, how many times you kick it, whether it's a sock, a shoe, or what it is. A lot, right? Yeah. Just I, saying. I will, I will second you on more West act, acting there, because for her, the devastation that she was feeling, even uh, during towards the tail end of the conversation with mm-hmm. Nicholas, but once they had left and, and Nina came in, and mm-hmm. she's talking about no more ghosts, no more ghosts, mm-hmm. and just, just at the end of her rope for this. I was like, yeah, I don't know where she, I don't know what depth she went to to make that appear real but it was it was she must have been exhausted at the end of that taping day i am looking forward i like the because i know nina and eva they've been at odds for the longest time Mm -hmm. they started having a little bit of a reconciliation after everything that happened Mm -hmm. with the the wedding going bust Mm -hmm. uh i'm digging the idea of them teaming up as i said you know it's like you know no more of these cassadine guys (laughs) getting one over on us so i'm like all right she's like i think there's a way we can help each other i'm like "Uh uh-oh 
that's all of that's between the two of them. That's just trouble. Because I mean, we know that Nina has been on the fence, especially as she tells Jax, like, yeah, I was ready to just to, to dump him at the altar, but there's you know the Charlotte involved. So I don't know if I just stick with them because of Charlotte, but it feels like this Nicholas thing and the whole Cassidy thing just reinforced like. This is a bad family. Do we think something is going to happen to Nicholas before Laura finds out he's alive? I, of course Nicholas has got to be around. But to have that Laura reunion. Mm, I don't know. It may or may not happen. Oh, wait. That that brings me to this. I almost forgot. What about the scene where... <laughs> what about the scene where Nicholas breaks into the gallery to try to get the painting? Yes. And, and the lawyer and Valentine are there... And somehow he still gets away with the mask on his head. It was great. <laughs> I was like, y'all are killing me right now. And I, I like, it was like Keystone cops fighting. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I, I mean, we've got uh, we've got you know, James Patrick Stewart and of course uh, Michael E. Knight, old friends from All My Children. So the idea of having them do scenes together is great, but it still felt like such a stretch that Valentine would enlist the lawyer. Uh, to go help him out on this, yeah, this break-in scheme. It was but, ridiculous, but it was nice just to see a scene between the two of them. It was he was funny, but my favorite part was when Michael E. Knight was standing in the doorway. He goes, "Who was that masked man?" I'm like, "Oh, that was typical Tad right there. Yeah. That and was you- <laughs> typical Tad dialogue right there from all my children. That made me laugh out loud." And you know that they cut that scene right after he said that, but. If the, you know when they were rolling that, uh, the Valentine oh, slow burn as he's going to look at him was right there, and I was like, I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the slow burn. Um, they're saying it, Marlon Wallace is saying in the chat room. I don't think Nicholas is dumb. I think he's desperate. He's on the deadline. He's dealing with a murderer. He's just in a rush, and he's making mistakes. But I love the performance of the actor. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I feel like this this deadline is a is a creation of his own doing. Exactly. If he hadn't been so stupid, exactly. Jax wouldn't have said like, "Hey, I'll give you two New Year's," and then I'm telling everybody. Exactly. So yeah, he kind of. I I have to agree to disagree, Marlon. I I feel like I agree with Frank. He he's making he's making. I understand somebody making mistakes because they feel rushed or hurried or feel like they have to get this done by a certain time. But then when you're trying to accomplish the task that he's trying to accomplish, accomplish, you have to take your time and do it right. Otherwise, you're going to be found out and anybody else that you're dealing with is going to be found out. And that's going to create a whole other situation that nobody wants. Well, you think like you know, I mean, you certainly know in in real in the real world. I mean, Tyler Christopher went to Days. They kind of rested the Nicholas Castanon character for a while. But I mean, we'd always get name checks. We get little teases of the person mm-hmm. that sprung uh, uh, Cassandra Pierce out of the yeah the, the, out of the revived her <laughs> that dude. sprung her. But we saw like you know we saw when she gets into the vehicle, we see the Castanon ring. So we all know that was Nicholas. So he was doing these moves while he's supposedly dead, mm-hmm. making things happen, making power moves. But now all of a sudden, when he actually appears in person, he's a dum dum. I'm like, he was like for you know three or four years, he was making power moves, uh, you know, while, while everybody else thought he was dead, and then now he gets back into Port Charles, and it's just dum 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 dum. Where was this? I, the, the 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 strategy and the thinking between those two. It's like, come on. Well, they they I. Okay, who is, oh, say, do you see, who is that masked man? Is a famous line from the Lone Ranger. Child, I know that. I just thought it was funny that the lawyer said it in, um, on General Hospital. Um, but they're having this whole discussion in a chat room about, you know, whether they think he's done, whether they think he's not, you know, whatever. But yeah, those were, those were the, the big, 
story items that happened this week. It was uh, a very busy last yeah. couple of weeks. Um, one last thing that I'll, I'll just mention there is, as we're talking about Kendra, you know, I feel like the storyline we always thought was ridiculous from the beginning. And they did know, I mean, with playing too many of those scenes of him, of her at the gravesite, you know, pouring the poison in the in the protein supplement. <laughs> So it never did a great job of sending Kendra up for success. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like we never really got to see Kendra doing other things. We never really got a chance to uh, buy into her point of view, see her as all as a sympathetic character. No. We just saw her as just cuckoo bit a cuckoo We saw her cuckoo for cuckoo. She had that, that dawn of day situation going on. And then... I, I like the moment that Alexis had with Christina where she was like, this is because Christina was blaming herself for what mm-hmm. went down. And she's like, this is not your fault. Kendra was crazy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with you. Because <laughs> that death scene with Alexis and Kendra. Oh, when she grabbed her, that was like, that was some misery <laughs> stuff right there. I was like, oh, no. She grabbing her like misery. I'm like, oh, they're making it a horror story. I can't um, take it with the blood everywhere. I was like, oh. But then she's like, it's too late for me. And then she curses her before yes. she dies. She said, the death will be right. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, folks, as we're getting ready to wrap up, we'll do a little bit of news and gossip that'll tie into one of our characters here. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. So, of course, Yay. you know Hayden is off canvas right now. Yes. Uh, Rebecca Budding, though, is talking about it. She would love to come back, but as of right now, there's no set time for her to be coming back. Oh, uh, she'll be back. But I feel like... Uh, it's. It, it was great to see her in there. Uh, it's a shame to see her gone. I mean, it, it's justified convincingly enough in storyline that it doesn't seem like the last time that she was she left the show. Where I don't know why they so keep forced. playing with my girl Rebecca Buttick like that. They do that to her on the soaps. They pop her in and pop her out. Can we just give Rebecca Buttick a job and let her stay there? She's fierce, y'all. Yeah. Come on now. No, it was great because I never really. I, I don't. I didn't feel like we really got to see enough of the Hayden Jacks relationship. Nope. I, we just saw them plotting all the time. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just hopefully, these once Nicholas's identity gets exposed, uh, whatever happens with the codicil, perhaps we can see Hayden make a return. But even if she does return, I, it, it seems at least from the writing in this, Hayden's return wouldn't be long term. Even coming back, which I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need them to make it long term. That would would be great. Now that they've introduced Violet, it has to be long term. Well, it's tough because how do you juggle having Hayden come back and then always having to leave town for some reason? You can't do that. Yeah, no. So I feel like you gotta have it one way or the other. So it, yeah, we got more news. No, I, I, we gotta go. Oh, we gotta go. Okay. I mean, there's so much news, but we gotta get out of here. Okay. I know. I mean, we, Carl and I, we're gonna sit here for like another hour <laughs> just talking amongst ourselves. But unfortunately, <laughs> we have to say goodbye to you right now. So, folks, thanks for joining us, Sarah. As we've returned after our Thanksgiving week, uh, week off, we're we're back again here. Uh, you know, I think we might be here for one more show next week. Is our last show of 2019. It is, and then we're gonna be off for a couple of weeks, and we'll see you back in the new year. But we'll see our I'll say our proper farewells next week. Absolutely. Uh, in the meantime, though, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you everybody for hopping in the chat. Uh, if you want to follow either Carla, or follow Carla because she's got. Tons of things happening. Tons! And she's about to tell you. Yeah. Where can they find you, Carla? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find my film reviews at TheCurvyFilmCritic.com. You can check out my show, The Curvy Critic, with Carla Renata over at Black Hollywood Live every Sunday right before the GH Report. And just to answer a question in the chat room, somebody asked if Rebecca was the same person that played Greenlee on All My Children. Yes, indeed, she was. That's oh, true. Oh, and Superstore on Thursday nights. Janet. I'm Janet on Superstore. That's true. And and she's not 
on camera at Superstore. She's hanging out with all her cool Superstore friends <laughs> doing karaoke. And in demand, everybody's asking her to sing at their oh karaoke God. party. That's why I sound like Princess and the Frog today, but it's okay. Look at that. <laughs> Must be nice. America Ferreira saying, sing another one for us. <laughs> she wasn't there, but the other people were. <laughs> uh, Colton Dunn? All right. So there you go. That's cool. Uh, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. That's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll see you back here for our farewell episode. All right, maybe we'll end it on a cliffhanger. Who knows? Uh, right here next week on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. <laughs> our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 